Olympic trolling. Texas, Arizona, Florida. Hats off to you, sirs and ladies, for the epic troll job. And, you know, the old axiom that sometimes the right policy is the right thing to do, right? In this case, sometimes the right trolling is the right policy. It's amazing how many racist xenophobes we've got on the political left in America. I had no idea. I thought they were the party of tolerance and all. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The phone number is 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Of course, I'm talking about the, the relocation um, of the unauthorized immigrants from w- their point of entry, or in Florida's case, where the federal government dropped them off, you know, after busing them or flying them uh, away from the southwest border, they fly them and drop them off in Florida. And then Florida says, hey, you want to go to Martha's Vineyard? It's very nice this time of year. A lot of rich folks up there, too. They'll take care of you. And it's a sanctuary city. And so the unauthorized immigrants say, sure. And they get on the plane and they fly them up there and outrage ensues. How dare you? How dare you dump these Latinx people into our little community? We can't handle these people. There's so many of them. There were 50. Five zero. That's it. Five zero. There were 50 of them. And the lefties on the island freaked out. (laughs) Freaked out over 50 people. Now, I'm just trying to imagine what the motives might be declared if the island were populated by right-wingers. You know, if it was some vacation resort island in Idaho. I don't think Idaho has a lot of islands, but if it did, and there were a lot of right-wingers living on that island, and say a couple former presidents built their uh, homes, summer homes in Idaho on that island, I would think there would probably be a pretty good selection of stories written by legacy media outlets that had totally nailed down the reason, the motive for the opposition to the relocation services. Because that's what this is, by the way, right? It's it's simply relocation services. I don't understand. Let me say this. First off, there's a fellow on Twitter. His name is Foster. Let me see what his name is. Uh, Multi-award winning chili chef. Uh, I think those are uh, credentials enough for our purposes. Uh, he says, yes, this is a troll. I agree. I literally just saw he just tweeted this thing out a couple minutes ago. And no, I did not base the whole first thing on that tweet. I have it all written. It's right here. On I have it all written out right here. Okay. Uh, but he agrees with me. Yes, it's a troll. It's an elegant and ingenious troll. But a troll nonetheless. Still, given that nobody forced any city to declare itself a sanctuary city, what's the actual substantive argument against sending migrants to sanctuary cities? Right? This is a fantastic question. Media, listen up. See, I'm, I'm helping you out. I'm, people uh, don't realize this. Uh, a lot of times when reporters go and cover an event, they will get questions handed to them or emailed to them. Uh, from people in the newsroom. I don't have any problem with this, by the way. It's, you know, people think of different questions. And so, uh, hey, I'm going to go cover this, you know, 
business announcement and the governor's going to be there. Anybody have anything you want me to ask? And people will send some questions, whatever. And it's always up to the reporter to ask the question. But I am offering this service to you because sometimes I know like you're going up and you're talking to a friend of yours who's a Democrat elected official or something. And they're saying some, you know, some really, you know, apolitical, nonpartisan stuff like all Republicans are racist, you know, things like that. And you just don't know what you could possibly think to ask this person because they're just so spot on. And, you know, you kind of like them and you agree with them on a lot of stuff. And so. You're not really sure what to ask, so I'm just offering up a couple of ideas here. This would be one of the questions you could ask. What's the point of a sanctuary city? If you have declared yourself to be a sanctuary city, doesn't that mean you should be accepting unauthorized immigrants? And does it matter where they come from? Why is this idea that we, uh, you know, we must live by the poem on the base of the Statue of Liberty, why is that all fall... Uh, why does that all, all that responsibility fall to like three states? Why is why is that the case? Why do they have to bear all of the brunt of it? I mean, you you got people freaking out at Martha's Vineyard because they had one plane of fifty people show up. I mean, that's like that's like one truck in like fifteen minutes down at the border. They've set a record for how many people now have crossed in, and those are just the ones that they've been able to count. Right? They're getting. They're getting thousands a day. And look, I'm pro-immigration. I am pro-legal immigration. I'm not, uh, it's one of the things I disagree with the Libertarian Party, uh, or, uh, uh, yeah, the Libertarian Party is that they, you know, the party generally is like, you know, open borders. I'm not open borders. But I want there to be immigration. And we can discuss how much, right, and we sh- I think we should be selective on who we allow in, and I think you need to sign the guest book on the way in the door. That's kind of my position on that. But the concept is immigration makes us stronger. I want a lot of it, and I, I want the best from every country. I want all the best people that want to be in America and believe in the American ideals and uh, get on the path to citizenship, right, become a citizen, get naturalized, and become American. They're, they're like the most patriotic people usually you can find. They love the idea of America because they actively chose to be here. I'm also interested in, you know, working out uh, some trades with other countries. Uh, We got some people maybe you guys would like, right? People that don't like America so much. And look, hey, Iran, look, you really hate us. So we got a bunch of people here. They don't like us either. How about we swap some of your people that love America? They want to be on our team. And we got some people they really hate us. I mean, they may not actually want to be on your team. But they say they hate us, so we could, like, totally give them to you. What do you think? Huh? Maybe do some trades. Europe, a lot of Scandinavian countries, although wait till they hear about, like, the abortion restrictions over there. I see the media is also running with the narrative that the Democrats are uh, working very, very hard to promote that it's uh, it's a national abortion ban. It's not. It's not a national abortion ban. We went over this yesterday. But you can tell who's carrying water for the Democrat messages and who is not in the reporter uh, court. You can tell if you, if you read a story and the reporter, the editors, whatever the publication is, if they're calling it a national abortion ban, then you know what their bias is, because that's not true. That's the messaging that the Democrats are promoting and they want it to stick for the election. And I and see this is the thing. Both of these two policy um, ideas, right? 
Uh, Lindsey Graham, and I've seen, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday, is this just an effort to, you know, sabotage Republican chances in the uh, November election? I don't believe so. I think it's a clarifying debate. We have to have this debate. This is what it looks like when the matter is, you know, relegated back to the people, rightfully so. We are having this discussion. We are having this debate. Our elected representatives are having this debate. Do we want it state level, national level? Do we want bans at what point? What sorts of restrictions? It's not going to pass. I said this the other day. It's not going to pass. But it's going to get people on the record. And I want to know. Here's another question. Reporters can toss it. Democrats, do you favor any kind of a restriction? Because he said 15 weeks in his bill. Is that the objection? Is it 15 weeks? Oh, it's not? Okay, well, is there... All right, so what week period are you are you looking at? And if they won't say, and if they just keep talking about no uh, restrictions at all, then that means through birth. That means it's based on ge- uh, geography, right? That you could be essentially partially born, and they can still terminate the life of that child. That's a radical position. And I think people should know that, Right? If that's what you want our society to approve, I think you should have to defend that position. I also don't think it's a winning one. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thought this was pretty interesting. Um, people are saying that the efforts to uh, to fly or uh, bus or transport uh, people from Texas to Chicago or New York um, or these uh, these deep blue cities and states that this is somehow inhumane. Uh, I see that it's uh, it's evil. It's cruel. It's unchristian. Which I'm wondering, is that um, is that part of the city or state's chamber branding campaign, right? Like, don't come to our city. You know, we, that would be evil for you to travel here. Please don't come here. We're awful. <laughs> Think about what these people are saying about their own places. They're like, how dare you leave Texas and come here to this place that is obviously completely unprepared to welcome you? I mean, that's, I guess that's one way to market yourself. Um, there is also this idea that this is not who we are. This is not putting people on buses and sending them all the way to Boston. That's not who we are, which I agree. That is not who we are. As Americans, we generally don't ride the bus. That's generally not how we like to travel. Um, I would be remiss if I did not point out here also that Blue states have been picking fights with red states for a very, very long time. Very long time. Uh, Goes back to HB2, even before then, but really, really kicked into gear with HB2. The bathroom bill here in North Carolina. Remember, we got all sorts of states that came out and said, we're not going to let any of our people, well, government employees, travel to your state. We're boycotting you guys. And we started having all of these fights, these economic fights about your state's bad and our state's good, and so we're not going to let anybody go there, and we're not going to do business with you. So 
this wasn't red state. This wasn't a red state thing that they started picking fights like, oh, we hate your position on abortion on demand. So we're going to not let anybody visit your state. Red states weren't doing that. Blue states started doing that. This is where the phrase you will be made to care came from. I believe Eric Erickson started this up a couple of years ago at, at, during this debate. You will be made to care. You don't get to just sit on the sidelines. You don't just get to sit and say, oh, I don't really care. I just, you know, I like that state. I want to go visit all the states. I like all states equally. You know, I don't have a favorite. Um, And so we end up getting into this fight because we will be made to care. You have to pick a side, apparently. By the way, I'm thinking all those houses that have the billboards, not billboards, but the, uh, the yard signs that say this house has no room for hate and in this house, we celebrate blah, 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 blah. You know, you've, you've seen the signs. I'm thinking, how about at the bus drops, we get Ubers to drive people to those houses? Because obviously hate doesn't live there. And if hate doesn't live there, that means they're able to take in the people, right? They're a sanctuary, are they not? Why would you call yourself a sanctuary city and then refuse sanctuary? Unless, of course... It was all just a lie. It was a branding effort. It was just virtue signaling that you just adopted this this moniker. You just adopted some policies so you could get the the halo effect of being dubbed one without actually having to do the work, which is weird because I thought you guys are all about doing the work, right? You're always engaged in the work, right, In in a Hegelian sort of way. Venezuelan migrants, some of them children, landed on Martha's Vineyard yesterday. The migrants arrived by plane at the airport. This story in Martha's Martha's Vineyard's Times. They have their own newspaper, Martha's Vineyard's Times. Actually, I think they have two. There's another one. It's like the Tribune of Martha's Vineyards or something. Fox News is reporting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is taking credit for sending the migrants to the island. And they capitalized island. Really? You capitalize island? To the island, really? All right. New rule, Long Island gets to capitalize island as well. Mountain Island. You guys get to capitalize just island. You can just be called Mountain Island. You call it Island Lake. There you go. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so there's also this idea going around that uh, the people who were put on the buses and the plane to Martha's Vineyard and to Chicago and to D.C., New York City, that somehow or another they're being tricked. Much like the women at the crisis pregnancy centers, they're all being tricked. All of these really stupid people. Democrats are so worried about the stupid people getting tricked. Actually, they're not being tricked. I know, far be it for me to suggest that some folks on the left might have some ideas about people's intelligence based on nothing other than immutable characteristics. But let me just go on with the details. Migrants are not being lured onto the Texas buses, according to Bill Melugin. Melugin? 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 Anyway, he's with uh, Fox News out of Los Angeles. And he says all of the migrants sign waivers, and then they get to pick which city they want to go to. And some are actually very happy for the transportation. The head of an NGO, a non-government organization, in Eagle Pass, Texas, told CNN that migrants go willingly and they enjoy the, quote, free ride. When cities 
pay for bus tickets like San Francisco did this. Uh, I mean, aside from paying homeless people stipends, which then they are totally shocked to find out, wow, people are coming to San Francisco for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but then remember, they, they tried this effort a couple of years back where they gave everybody bus tickets to leave. And then they found out that homeless people with the stipends in hand, then they get the bus ticket. They would go and use the bus ticket for a vacation and they would go see people, friends, family, whatever. And then they had the stipend money and they would buy the return ticket. <laughs> and then They would come back. And yeah, it was kind of a fail from a policy perspective. Um, but was that unethical? Was that unchristian? Was that wrong and evil and inhumane and cruel to let people pick another destination and go to? 50 Venezuelan migrants arrive at Martha's Vineyard and the local paper there, Martha's Vineyard's Times. Good Lord, three plurals. Anyway, uh, Fox News is reporting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis taking credit for sending the migrants to the island and shared video with that news outlet. That's also another outrageous thing here. It's embedded in this storyline, which is that Fox apparently got tipped off that this was happening. So they were able to get video and nobody else was. And now you're seeing media get very, very mad that there's a leak someplace that's benefiting Fox News. Yeah. In 2021, DeSantis vowed to spend $8 million to send immigrants out of the state and mentioned the vineyard. Oh, that's so they got four names now. They got Marth or three names. Martha's Vineyard. They got the island. And now they're also called the vineyard. My goodness. That's just such a tiny place as three names. It's, it's that's almost like name privilege. You got that. That's privilege. I mean, aside from all of the money and wealth that's on the island, giving it a different kind of privilege. But three names. Come on. Martha's Vineyard. Anyway, um, State Representative Dylan Fernandez, Democrat from Falmouth, he arrived on the island Wednesday evening and visited the St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Edgartown where the refugees are lodging. Uh, uh, refugees? Excuse me. Uh, Martha's Vineyard's Times. I don't think you're allowed to use that word any longer. They're asylum seekers. They're asylum seekers or evacuees. Right? You don't get to use the R word. We learned that after a couple hurricanes. Anyway, uh, they were getting uh, assistance with lodging, uh, and uh, the local folks are assessing the situation along with the state representative who said, quote, It appears that one, if not many, Republican governors or operatives chartered flights from the South to come and drop undocumented or documented, I'm not sure, immigrants on Martha's Vineyard. You, you can see he kind of gets caught there, you know. Hoisted by his own language petard. He's, uh, yeah, oh, I, I mean, undocumented or documented. I don't know. I don't want to make any kind of assumptions about people's pronouns here. These governors or whoever it is, all they care about is scoring some political points on Tucker Carlson and Fox News. And the fact that they are using human lives, women, children, men as pawns. It's just really abusing these people, dropping them off in a place where they don't know where they are with no food and water just to be able to get on Tucker Carlson and Fox News and get in their good graces. It's disgusting. It's inhumane. These people claim to be Christians. This is about as unchristian as you could be doing. It's evil. State Senator Julian Sir or Cryer, I don't know, how would you pronounce it? C-Y-R. That's the name. C-Y-R. Julian Kerr. Here. Anyway, Democrat from Truro, 
called it deeply disgusting and fundamentally racist tactics. So just to be clear, sending people from Venezuela to Martha's Vineyard is racist, but objecting to Venezuelan people arriving in your town and freaking out about 50 Venezuelans in your town, that's not racist. Just so we're all clear here. I want to make sure I know what these rules are. Speaking through an interpreter, one of the migrants told the Martha's Vineyards Times that they wanted to come to the island and they're seeking employment. Oh, wait, so they weren't they weren't tricked or lured or, or anything? Like, look, we're, we're a vacation spot. This is the off-season, people. Another migrant named Leonel told the Times through an interpreter that he has no idea where he is. <laughs> okay. So you got some people that may have, well, look, if, you know, how many of you actually, when you get on the plane, you're not watching that presentation anymore with the seatbelt thing and the exits and all of that, like, here's where you go, and you're not paying any attention. Maybe that was Lionel. Who knows? The issue of where to have, but by the way, I really don't even care. It doesn't matter to me whether or not people are being told where they're getting sent, because here's the thing. When you come into America, that encompasses all of the 50 states. And Puerto Rico and Guam, which, I, as I understand, has not yet uh, capsized, has not sunk, has not tipped over, despite the worries and concerns of Congressman Hank Johnson. It has not capsized. But you are once you get to America, that's it. You're in America. That's all of us. That's all of us. Why should this problem only be uh, a problem for the border states? How come they have to bear the brunt of all of this? Wouldn't you want to, you know, spread the the pain out? And, and by the way, I'm also reliably informed that uh, illegal immigration is a boon. This is this generates money. They pay taxes. It doesn't have really any negative side effects on like public coffers or anything. They so why wouldn't you want all of the illegal immigrants to come to your town? Wouldn't you want all of them? If it's such a of great benefit, why do you object to any coming to your town? Somebody called in and mentioned uh, NIMBYism. That's exactly what this is. Not in my backyard. NIMBY. That's what these folks are. See, they're all about virtue signaling and saying, I want this policy. But as soon as the policy arrives in their backyard, now they oppose it. See, they want to they they want to they want the halo effect and they want the moral superiority of saying that I'm not racist or xenophobic. I want everybody to come here that wants to come here and how dare those racists down at the border not want to take in, you know, 2 million immigrants. Okay, well here's 50. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're sending them here. That's that's what we're seeing. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. There is a Substack letter written by a fella named, well, his Twitter handle is Polymath or Political Math. And he does a Substack, Polymath. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a, so it's a newsletter. It's called the Marginally Compelling Newsletter, uh, which I, I can attest, marginally compelling. Um, but he made this, I thought it was a great point. Earlier today, he said there's a darkly funny element to the whole sending immigrants to sanctuary cities pattern, wherein if we were all operating like a nonpartisan country of brothers, this is exactly the behavior 
we would expect, right? Imagine if there's overwhelming immigration. So border towns are like, we can't handle this anymore. We need to stop this. Help us. In a nation of brothers and sisters and those who identify as neither, whatever, uh, as, as, a, as fellow citizens, right, if we were all like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we've got this huge problem, we can help you. Northern cities should be saying, oh, no, my friends, if this burden is too much, send them to us. We can help care for these folks. And then the border towns would be like, oh, thank you so much. We will do exactly that. But that's not what's happening. These other cities are just like, oh, good luck with that. Oh, you racist down there. You can't handle it, huh? The idea that busing immigrants to sanctuary cities is some sort of vicious or cruel policy has this implicit premise that sanctuary city designations was obviously horse hockey. And no one ever took it seriously. It was just virtue signaling. Every other, uh, or sorry, every accusation of cruelty is a quiet admission that declaring a city to be a sanctuary city was not only a cynical stab at the plight of border cities, but that everybody knew this. It says, you are a bad person for believing our lie. The rejoinder is, well, but they didn't believe the lie. They knew this was BS and they called their bluff right away, which is bad for immigrants. Okay, but that could be turned around also and say, Claiming to be a sanctuary city when you're not gives immigrants false hope, right? I mean, this is all just rhetorical posturing. All right, let me go over here to the phone lines. By the way, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, let me go to who's this? Bob, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. Yeah, I probably should just let this go. You haven't talked about the so upset way that you treated the coverage. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, Bob. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, you were very disrespectful in the way that you covered the celebration yesterday. Lord knows we need a win whenever we can find And the president and Dr. Jill Biden, they went to the trouble to exhume the body of James Taylor for a little concert. And there was 1.8, I don't know if you heard this, James Taylor actually sang a duet with his widow. It was beautiful. You were making fun of it. I was. Guilty as charged. Look, uh, it was a cheap shot. Sometimes I take them. If you, would, if you hadn't been so disrespectful and people like you, they might have sang a song from his upcoming album entitled Velma and Me. And you blew it. I did. Totally correct. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> I, I am sufficiently chastened. Uh, appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Uh, full, I, I fully acknowledge I was totally disrespectful. Totally disrespectful. Yeah, no. Um, much like I'm being disrespectful to, like, J.B. Pritzker, Illinois governor. Yeah, he calls up the National Guard yesterday. He called up 75 members of the Illinois National Guard to help organize shelter, food, and medical care for migrants arriving by bus from Texas. The Democratic governor signed an emergency declaration to speed up procurement of necessary supplies as well as seek National Guard help with logistics. About 500 people seeking asylum in the U.S. have been transported from the border to Chicago since August 31st. So for the last, what, two weeks or so? You've gotten 500 people. 500 people is like four hours at the border. 
Give me a break. Thousands have been shipped to New York City and Washington, D.C., Democratic-led cities serving as sanctuaries for immigrants. Sanctuaries that apparently don't want immigrants to actually show up. The governor of Illinois said buses arrive with little advance notice and that attempts to communicate with Texas colleagues go unheeded. So, in other words, the leader of Texas is doing to you what the leader of America is doing to Texas. Your rules, guys. This is your standard. Republican governors are playing by the rules you guys have laid out. Oh, you want to change? Look, I don't like the rules. I don't like these standards, but I didn't get a say in it. I wasn't asked. You guys just did this stuff. You guys lifted all of the Trump era uh, rules. You guys said uh, everybody gets to come in and we're just going to overwhelm these border towns and keep calling them racists. And then we're going to bust people around. By the way, the Biden administration has been doing that, too. They've been moving people all over the country. And by the way, not telling governors. The U.S. government isn't telling state governments when they're bringing people into their states. Your rules. I told you you were not going to like it when we all play by the same rules.